Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, April 18th. We've got a great show for you today, talking big news around the world of travel. And joining me now on the show is Tyson Wharton of Sioux Empire Travel. Welcome to the, back to the show, Tyson. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and it's uh, great because we're actually here in person together. We're not on a Zoom anything. We are on location in the beautiful Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. We're in my room right now, and I'm looking out my ba- off my balcony, and I'm just seeing this amazing beach and beautiful water. Not mm. that much sarcasm here, and, and which is very nice. So we're, we're on location, as I said, in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. We're at the Princess Resorts Trab Forum. Now, a Trab Forum event is where we at Travel Pulse handpick top quality agents to come experience a resort and destination, post on social media daily during the trip, and provide valuable feedback in an open forum discussion with the key stakeholders of the host resort. So we're going to discuss a little bit more about the trap forum experience later on in the show. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening to the show, we're going to dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with big one of air travel news that happened just this morning. Southwest Airlines had to ground all flights Tuesday due to, you guessed it, a computer failure. Yes, tech <laughs> issues again. It wasn't weather. They can't pin it on anything. It's beautiful out right now. Spokesperson for the airline said on Twitter that Southwest was forced to implement a ground stop as a result of intermittent issues that were experienced and that the company was hoping to resume operations as soon as possible. Uh, a little over an hour later, around an hour later, they tweeted that all operations had resumed. So rough morning for folks out there in the travel world uh, if you were flying Southwest. Um, so it wasn't too long of outage, I guess, or a pause there that they had to reach out to the FAA and uh, I think the FAA was actually first who tweeted, um, said, hey, Southwest did this, you know, beware. It's kind of the interesting they beat Southwest to a, to a statement there. But anyway, it uh, wasn't super long, but still not the best look for Southwest, right, Tyson? They got to get these issues under control. Strike one, strike two. They got one more, maybe. <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, that's for some out there. I mean, I'm sure there are some listeners yeah. right now who, you know, the first incident was like never again situation. And yep. they did come out, you know, their CEO came out and, as numerous times over the last six months or however long ago that was the issues. Well, I think the big ones was like December, right? It was um, yep. near holiday time. And, and they've come out and said that they're investing money and they're doing all the spending and they're going to try to, you know, get these issues under control. And it seemed like all, you know, rose colored glasses, things were looking good, things are fine. And then here we are and, you know, middle of April, got another yeah, issue. Four so, months later. Yeah, it's, yeah. Computer glitch. So that's unfortunate. I mean, you don't fly a ton of Southwest being from, uh, South Dakota, but I'm sure some of my listeners out there had quite the headaches mm-hmm. going on. I know a couple other uh, travel agents. As soon as I mentioned the news, I got I saw the news um, through my news staff team. They let us know as we're like doing these site inspections, walking around the hotels, and one of them was just like, "Oh gosh, oh no, I think I'm gonna have to." So I think they reached out to you know their yep. colleagues and staff to make sure that their people were were good to go. Because yeah, that's it's the nature of being a travel advisor, though. Even on your your own trips, like you're you're always working, right? always working nonstop, especially live breaking news that happens in the travel industry. You got to jump right back into it. So, right. So jumping over to other news in the airspace, the FBI, they warned travelers last week about juice jacking and the hacking scheme at airports and hotels. Juice jacking is a deceptive practice used to steal information from phones while they charge at public stations at airports and in hotels. So this should Definitely be something that travelers should have known about, I think, already. But I, I do find it a little concerning that the FBI had to come out and drop a warning to Americans. Your thoughts, Tyson? Yeah. I mean, I I usually bring my charger everywhere I go, so I haven't used those. But I can imagine all the problems that would go with charging on those charging stations if somebody did upload 
right you any never malware or whatever to it i mean yeah right yeah you see the you see the outlets when you're at the airport and you're like oh i need i need a quick charge or i think that's where you just need to invest and in. if you're going to travel frequently or even if you're just traveling for your, your regular vacation if you're going on a long trip maybe you're going to europe you know where they have different ports and stuff yeah. too so just go ahead and prepare yourself to have your own little portable charger thing yeah, right i mean you talk to your I'll bring your brick. Yeah. Did bring you talk to your clients about portable chargers and stuff, or did this this uh, warning prompt anything at all? Yeah, I mean, um, I always it's in my notes to have a portable charger just in case, you, you know, uh, depending on the trip. But they're really important to have, um, especially now that we have four devices that we carry around with us <laughs> that we need to charge instead of one. So, yeah, I, I, public places are not to be trusted. It, for some things. Yeah, same with the public Wi-Fi too. I'm so glad yeah. that my phone has a hotspot. Like I, I, years ago, I didn't have one that had that. And I just remember being like, well, I can't do anything right now because I have no access to the internet. But right. now I've got a phone that's got a hotspot. So I definitely, if you're going to encourage my travel advisor listeners too out there, make sure you've got some sort of hotspot on yourself too. Because as we mentioned, you know, with the Southwest issue, you're, whenever you're traveling, we know you're always working too. And you're, hopefully you can relay that message to your clients as much as possible but yep. and a yeah. vpn is really important now oh okay you want to dive in more into to that usage i don't actually have one of those but yeah, I, I i got a vpn uh when i went to thailand and it was just a recommended thing for anybody traveling overseas and i i think my i carry everything with me so i think I, the most important parts of my laptop need to be secured because it's you know everything i have so um, I would say the more secure you are when you're traveling, the better you will be. Just that extra layer of yeah, mm -hmm. security protection. and protection and privacy, really, which is really key because yeah, hackers are out there, and you know if you're not careful, they'll they'll get you. Yep. In other air travel news, as we move along, um, this one was a big one, and I'm excited for it. I just wonder how long it will actually take to implement. Is the TSA? They ordered over one billion dollars with a b big fat b worth of ct scanners for u.s airports uh sometime last year i believe they their most recent one was like 728 million somewhere around there uh new, new scanners and stuff so really excited that they're going to make another big purchase and try to improve the air travel experience and the tsa experience overall because it definitely needs improving in my opinion on that this should be a big help it's just when do they actually get implemented is the timeline of, of curiosity for me right. right and which airports get them and how many and and all of that i'm interested to know you know who how they divide everything up and the security for i don't know who has the worst i've seen those lists of who has the like you know like the longest wait times through tsa and all oh, of those yeah. and i don't know if this will improve it or not i don't know too much about the ct i flew newark last month and i have pre-check so i <laughs> Um, when I flew up to Newark out of Atlanta, there was like a bunch of people still in pre-check and I was contemplating like, man, too many people have pre-check right now, you know? And then I got to Newark to fly back home to Atlanta and there was no one in pre-check at all. And the line, the regular security line was just absolutely bonkers. And I was like, oh, this looks terrible. But I think Newark gets yeah. a lot of crap for a lot of things. So hopefully they're, they, you know. That's actually the first airport I thought of. <laughs> when you see that when you're thinking, yeah, hopefully they can get some, some of that, more staff, more streamlined process because I'm tired of taking my, I mean, I have pre-checks, so I don't have to, but I know plenty of travelers out there. You see them in the regular lines. It's like, they're tired of taking their shoes off. They're tired of taking laptops out. If you don't need to do that, which we know is not the case because there are plenty of those new 
high-tech scanners. Um, you see, I've seen them in Atlanta plenty of times. You go through, even the non-pre-check lines have them. And I get so excited if like um, yeah, pre-check isn't open on the international terminal. If I'm flying uh, out of Atlanta, I always go to the international terminal, even if I'm flying domestic, just because the line's always shorter over there. Yeah. And sometimes the pre-check site isn't open and then you have to go through the regular one, which is still two minutes because there's hardly anybody there. It's super early in the morning, whatever. And I, I'm like, I'm eyeing because I see that there's one line that does not have these new scanners and there's another that does. I mean, they give you the card as pre-check and stuff too, but right. it just speeds up the process when I know everyone else ahead of me does not have to remove their shoes or take their laptops out. So yeah, you'd think in 2023, we wouldn't have to take our shoes off anymore. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you keep, yeah, you, you would think so. But anyway, uh, traveler listeners out there, podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. Reach out. Let me know your thoughts on the TSA experience. Now we're going to jump over to destination and tourism news. And we begin with a huge rejoice. Uh, Japan is going to remove all COVID-related border restrictions starting May 8th. So that is a huge uh, rejoice there, travelers Woo! around. Yeah, let's clap it out. Yes, as we, we're inching closer and closer to a world fully reopened from any sort of COVID restrictions. Uh, there's actually a COVID-19 travel map up on Travel Pulse um, as our site has been redesigned. If you go under the resources tab, you can check out that COVID-19 travel map. It's powered by Sherpa for those interested in places that still have any sort of testing and quarantine requirements out there in the world. But the bulk of the popular travel destinations do not have any of uh, any serious ones. So Japan, I think, was kind of like the biggest one out there that still kind of had mm -hmm. a lingering one. So starting May 8th. Uh, so that's just going to boost their tourism for sure, uh, which they absolutely need. So mm -hmm. very exciting news on the destination front there. And other uh, Tourism-related news there. Um, ASTA, the American Society of Travel Advisors, they dropped data last week on trending consumer travel hab traveler habits. A new research revealed that Americans are already spending far more on travel than other large discretionary purchases this year, and that half are more than likely to use a travel advisor than they were in the past. According to the new report, 47% of survey respondents ranked a vacation as their top spend, uh, discretionary spend, that figure is significantly higher compared to home improvement or renovation at 23% and a new computer at 10%, which ranks second and third. So notably, the uh, the gap between vacations and the second choice is consistent across all generations that they surveyed. Also last week, the latest U.S. consumer price index showcased the impact, impact of inflation on travel. The hotel industry reported an unadjusted rate increase of 8% compared to March 2022, also marking an 8.5% jump from January. Airfares in the U.S. were also up in March. No surprise. My travel listeners out there, you guys know that very well. The airfares are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. So, um, with prices for a flight increasing 17.7% year over year, while the car rental industry actually saw customer costs decline by 8.9% from the previous year. So car rental going down a little bit as obviously not as many people were flying last year choosing to drive. Uh, too surprised there, but um, Tyson, what what are your thoughts on on all this and you know the consumer price index on inflation and uh, any traveler habits that you're seeing these days? Yeah, it's it's spot on, I think, uh, from what I see because um, my clientele, it seems after COVID, it's like I need to have either a mental health break or a reconnection with my family or my wife or husband or whatever. Um, and they want that experience more than things. And I'm getting that a lot for Christmas and holidays. Like, I don't want to get my kids toys anymore. Like, all they do is watch their tablet. What can I do? Let's go on vacation. And so I think a lot of uh, people are 
while travel is more expensive, people are putting that money towards travel versus other things that they were doing in the past. But travel is a lot more expensive. If you try to go to Mexico on a $1,500 per person budget anymore, you're not getting far at all. If, if you even you get there. Yeah, compared so, to like, what, 2018 yeah. or 2019, I guess, when things were still pretty buzzing in, but... Yeah. So, I mean, prices have gone up, but um, everybody's back at work and everybody's working so hard at the resorts and in tourism in general all across the world. And it, it, as everything opens up and hopefully some costs go down, especially airline. I don't know the airline stuff. I don't know why it's so high. That's my big bugaboo. But um, yeah, I mean, if food's up everywhere, of course, foods that's going to be an extra charge at the all-inclusive resorts now. And um, so they have to raise their costs a little bit. So that makes sense. But airline 17%. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, I mean, the fuel issues and, you know, there, yeah, there's a lot of, of that going on too, but some part of, you know, some part of me is also just like companies out there are like, Oh, well, you know, these brands or this industry is slightly raised up a little bit. And I've, you see it a lot with food too, where it's like, some of it is a necessity of need of, of price range due to, you know, the supply chain issues mm -hmm. that are ongoing and uh, other areas of the world i feel like well they raise prices in that industry so we don't necessarily need to raise prices in ours but we're gonna do it anyway because money 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 you know they want those profits and everything and that's an unfortunate aspect of where we're at with a lot of things in the world too and um i know this is kind of side random it's not travel related at all but my favorite tater tots have gone up like 50 percent in the last like three years and i'm i'm mad about that because oh, i love to <laughs> I love tater tots, but I mean, that's like every, you did, airfares is absolutely bonkers of how the price is on there. And I don't see it really dropping much at all this year. I and don't they either. try to, you know, make up revenue costs for sure. And I mean, they did get bailed out and they do have staffing issues and a lot going on, but there's some trying to, you know, and, but the thing is, is airlines too, like they know that we need them. Like we want to come to the DR, you got to fly, you know, yep. you want to go to Europe, you got to fly. We need them, and yes. they know that, so they're going to hang that over our heads forever. Agreed. Unfortunately, yeah. And I think the that the um, travel industry, I mean, it's it took a hit during COVID, and we're oh, bouncing yeah. back strong. So it's it's really nice. And I think as long as you consumers are smart and they budget their money and work with a travel advisor where they can make payments on their trip or things like that you can really still have an amazing travel experience. Um, even though maybe when you're getting those initial quotes, there is a little bit of sticker shock, but if you can, uh, you know, work with an advisor, budget it out, save some money, maybe not go to Starbucks once a day or week or whatever, yeah. you can ha still have that amazing experience all around the world. Definitely. Yeah. Price is, a key factor for a lot, and it's going to be, you know, especially to my travel advisor listeners, I'm sure you're constantly hearing them. I know you are constantly hearing price, price as the key focal point. So just kind of got to open yourself up to, I guess, more places and find ways to, uh, it's, I'm sure it's a challenge to find ways to save your clients deals at this point. I'm sure, every, is that like a very popular question when you first get a new client or even a repeat client of like, are they like, where hey, the how, where can you save me money, you know? Yep, yep, where the deal? And there are places having great deals universal studios are they're having amazing deals um and things like that so people are still having sales it's just really when i budget out a trip i warn them ahead of time i say you know the air prices might be high especially if it's like 
quoting Christmas or holiday or anything. Um, So I kind of prepare them for that uh, sticker shock if they get it. But a lot of it has to do with flights. You know, you can, if you drive down to um, Florida and go to, you know, Universal or Disney, you can get it pretty affordable, you know, um, once the airfare's out of the picture. But But again, yeah, you want to come to the Caribbean here, you know, in the beautiful Dominican Republic as I continue looking out my window here and it's absolutely gorgeous. So that wraps up what has been trending in the world of travel. Any additional thoughts, you can drop me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com. Now we're going to jump into the theme of this week, and it's all about the Trav Forum experience. As I said earlier in the show, a Trav Forum event is where we at Travel Pulse handpick top quality agents to come experience the resort and destination, post on social media throughout their trip to you, the viewers and their, their whole audience, their clientele, so they can see what they're doing live uh, and also be able to provide valuable feedback in an open forum discussion with the key stakeholders uh, of the host resort. And that will be filmed for the resort themselves too. I'll be doing that. Uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow and stuff. I know Tyson, you know, we're only halfway into this as we record the podcast here on a Tuesday and the event runs through to Thursday morning and everything, but we want to still talk about it. And, um, you know, we have the open forum, like I said, it's tomorrow. So you'll be able to dive more into feedback along with your fellow travel advisors. But just first, you know, your thoughts on the trap forum experience or trap forum model. As it is. Yeah, I think this model for a uh, fam trip is super important for travel advisors. At least for me, I can only sell what I see for the most part. Um, and I, so I want to be hands on. And this fam trip, give, you know, we get to experience all of the food and, all, you know, everything that it has to offer and show our clients what we're doing at the same time, which is what these trips should be there's, you know, there's some that um, maybe it's, it's too fast paced or you're seeing too much or, you know, it's too crazy, but you know, we saw five resorts today and they all were distinctly different and we got to, you know, try a little bit of everything. And and they even threw in some entertainment because we're not going to be there at night or for certain shows. And it's um, I really like the concept of this and you, it's short, so you're not there for a long time. You can come meet everybody. Um, and I really like the personal connections you get with, you know, the managers and assistant managers and people you can contact to make your clients trip here amazing. Cause that's what it is. It's about that connection. You know, if I can send an email to the people I trust at princess and say, my clients are coming, I know this is what they like and know that it'll be done because I met them face to face for over four days. That's really important to travel advisors. Yeah, we try to say that, you know, here at Travel Pulse, that it's kind of like a supercharged fam yeah. a bit. So you would you say it's a bit more intimate and personal than like your traditional fam? Yes. Yep, yep. Because we've met everybody, you know, in, in leadership here. And, and um, they've given us our contact information. And we get to um, pretty much see and try and uh, look at everything. So I've, I've had a really good time so far. And I've only been here a day and a half. So... Yeah, we've got a big one um, tonight with some teppanyaki I'm excited oh. about. And tomorrow is, as I said, the open forum, which will be um, will be in their conference room. And it's a, uh, all of the general managers from all the Princess Resorts are going to be coming in. And it will be um, a chance for all the travel advisors to kind of air out, I don't want to say air out their grievances, but air out their positives and their the pros and cons or the things that they work on. And I think that's what uh, they as a supplier are, are definitely going to be leaning on because they know that you guys are the, the lifeblood to the industry. That's what a travel 
advisor is. So, yeah. And yeah. I'm very grateful for that opportunity because I specialize in all-inclusive resorts and I have, I have never sold this brand because I've never seen it um, and I didn't know too much about it. And just from being here, I know that there's my clientele, there's a huge chunk that will just absolutely love these resorts. And I would have never known or seen or heard yeah unless it was for something like this i was just yeah that was my next question was what are your your thoughts on princess resorts in the dr so far they do have properties in uh cancun riviera Maya region but we're this trap forum is just focused on dominican republic here and we did see five properties today we spent a few hours walking around and a couple golf cart rides around between the different properties because it's not all walkable um and they don't all have access to each other and stuff but we're staying at caribe deluxe resort here uh, and um, the neighboring one that we do can have access to is the tropical deluxe one we also saw princess punta cana and we saw the grand bavaro and the bavaro uh princess uh family one over there mm-hmm. too uh so your thoughts on the princess resorts brand since you didn't have you didn't know what to expect you never sold them or... yeah so uh before i arrived i you know i did all my um ta digging through reviews and and what people have said and videos and things like that and um, I, my clientele likes a really good bang for your buck. Like that is what they're looking for. And this has everything, um, from the family. Um, I was really impressed with their kids club. That thing is beautiful. Yeah. Um, they have a little water park there. Yeah. And then, yeah. A little water park next to the kids club. And it, they have, um, just everything for everyone. It's definitely multi-generational. I mean, from babies all the way up, um, these are perfect for the Punta Cana um, is adult only, and that one's kind of a separate. Um, and that looked it looked like kind of an older clientele, but it's not a party resort. It's really um, the brand of Princess seems like it's very authentic in its destination, and all of these resorts, especially the deluxe and the tropical, feel like you are in the Dominican getting an island kind of experience. Yeah, I love the, I, the colorful buildings here. Too, yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, and the fact that we're just like right on top of the beach. You go to, there's a lot of inclusives out there that you kind of have to like, you feel like you have to truck truck it a little bit to mm-hmm. get over to the beach and get your spot and everything. And uh, here at Princess Sue, they also have the Platinum Club um, member thing and you can uh, pay an extra little extra charge onto your overall trip for it. And that has like a private beach area too, which a lot of inclusives out there have their own little private VIP type of yeah. program. Like preferred club yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, those yeah. type of things too. But I think that's what that's what jumped out at me too. It's like came to my room. I was like, wow, this room is way more spacious than I thought it was going to be. Huge. So, yeah, here at Caribe, they have done a recent renovation. So, uh, but just, yeah, I walked right up to the window and I was like, oh man, the beach is like right there. I, mm-hmm. I love that. And I have clients who that, that's what they ask for. I need, I need to walk right out and I get that ocean view. And this is perfect. Perfect. But you have to get the premium or the platinum to build the platinum buildings. Oh, to get, yeah, the, the little extra ones. Yeah, those are the rooftop ocean front type yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, we're in the Caribe Deluxe, and this is the uh, Deluxe Suite from yep. Nowhere. It's, it's a little bit more spacious, and yeah, yeah it's yeah. got the nice uh, view right here. Too. And if you have families of five, which are, it's super hard to find um, good rooms for a family of five, and they have bunk beds with, uh, What's a trungle truck? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the bunk beds, and then there's a, like the third bed 
that comes on the ground out. level almost. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get five, um, a family of five, or if you're over a family of five, they have connecting suites and you can get up to eight, um, on the tropical side. And that was really nice. Yeah. And I think a lot of the agents here too, have just not really heard much about princess. And that's the beauty of a trap forum aspect is the, you know, the, the supplier bought in and they're going to see a great return on this. I, I certainly hope obviously, oh, but I think, I, I mean, just after visiting five properties today and just a quick survey of, you know, the travel advisors on here, there's like 10, nine or 10, 10 agents total yeah. on this trip. And yeah, a quick survey of them. Each of them said that exceeded expectations and they definitely know that they can sell this property. Yeah, so. And the food. Yeah. The food is, I, I mean, one of the big things about the Dominican in the past was the food isn't good. That's, that's the... Uh, that's just what people say. You like know? an industry, it's, yeah. Like, comments or so. And every time I've been to the Dominican, I've had really good food. Same, yeah. It's my third time, so. right? So the, I can. T the food is great here. It's phenomenal, and for they have stuff for kids, they have stuff for adults. I mean, yeah, we had yeah. the authentic um, Dominican restaurant last night, El Pilon, yeah. and that was very tasty. So the appetizers were, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots and lots of food, but lots that's to be expected at all-inclusive resorts. Uh -huh. So as we kind of wind up here a little bit, let's just talk Dominican Republic in general. Going off of this, you know, the, the industry knock or that some would say, but, you know, once you, I think once you get here and experience yourself, you, you realize, oh, no, the food is good here. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Beaches are Yeah, and the beaches wonderful. are absolutely beautiful. Um, the water is turquoise i mean it is gorgeous you don't even need filters for half your no pictures. yeah I mean, it's, it's very it's, picturesque here that's what yeah. i do love about the dr and big beaches on a lot of these properties too on all inclusive space around and here but amazing people too the staff here has been phenomenal as well uh, they they are very personable with the clientele and the guests i've noticed mm -hmm. very I, I, they kid around with the children they um they you know, know exactly what the kids want for breakfast. You know, once you have the same servers every morning, it's, they're doing a fabulous job. Yeah. And that service touch is certainly key too. Mm -hmm. And you can see it too in the, uh, even the general manager walking around the mm -hmm. resort, just talking to people. He's not in an office or anything. So I do love that personal touch because I think that's needed in, in the all-inclusive space. Um, cause some of these properties out here and we're just in the all-inclusive space in general are just just massive properties. And I mean, Grand Bavaro is pretty huge too. That's it like is, yeah. almost 1200 rooms or something like that. They said, and you know, you could still see, you know, so we only got like a sample of that, but I think that fits into the brand of that. But as we talk about, you know, Dominican Republic in general, though, I think, you know, safety is a big topic on everybody's mind, you know, post COVID here and, yep. and just in general. And then, you know, the DR had you know, the, the top storyline before the pandemic, just before it was, you know, you talked about Dominican Republic was, the media was running rampant uh, that spring and summer about all the, the deaths at resorts and things like that. But I really yeah. have never felt that Dominican Republic was an unsafe destination by any means. I mean, you send a lot more clients here than you've been here more and, and everything. So your thoughts on just Dominican Republic and safety in general? Yeah, I, I the media is the media and they're going to run with some stories, but um, I do feel safe down here and it's a great spot um, for families for honeymoons, um, and and I think everyone should give it a try. Uh, I the properties here um, and the the just the beaches in general. Not no knock to any other places, but this is one's very easy to get, and I I I think that it gives you everything Mexico does. Um, it gives you a little bit of Caribbean flavor here too. Like it, it 
has the great service that you would get in Mexico, but you do feel like you are in the Caribbean, you know? And I think that's really important on a, on a vacation where you don't have to go to Tahiti or any of those spots. Yeah, super far of a, of a, <laughs> of a travel uh, journey. Yeah. And I will say if anyone is, if you, if your clients have been to the Mexican Caribbean, then they should consider Dominican Republic. It might be maybe a little bit further of a plane ride, but I think they're going to get more of an authentic Caribbean feel and vibe and everything to, to come to the DR as opposed to just there. But yeah, and um, the, the the tourism here, they even, I mean, they, there's uh, the golf courses. Have you golfed here? Yeah, I have not golfed here, but I have heard phenomenal things, and yeah. I know that there's a couple different property or different courses yeah. out here that are very well known. If you uh, like, if space. you like casinos, if you like golf, if you like um, uh, adventure, the Bavara Adventure Park is phenomenal. Um, and they have that skate park up by the Capcana area, and they have luxury all the way, you know, to budget friendly. I mean, anybody can stay here, so I highly recommend it. And book with a travel advisor. Yes, that is always the go-to advice here, but. As we wrap up, just last question here, man, what would be your overall advice to travel advisors right now in the general landscape of, of, of just the travel industry and everything? Any, any general closing advice you want to pass on? Any wisdom to share to your fellow peers out there in the industry? Um, probably the same thing I think I said last podcast with the Ascend is just do good, right? Like just go out and do good, be good, um, and be smart, be a smart traveler. When you're out there so and for travel advisors just keep plugging away um it, it, it i know in the beginning when you're starting your business it can be tough but keep going because the travel industry is amazing and it is there for you and there's so many great people to meet and so much to do so i highly recommend getting involved if you're thinking about it or just keep going if you're on the fence or you're having a really rough day today while listening to this. Cause I've been there. Yeah. This is, you know, you, I envy, I mean, I, I, you guys have a very hard job. Like I, some days, yeah, some days it can be very challenging and I, I hear stories all the time of things too. So I love, you know, everything that you travel advisors do out there for, for your clients and, and for just travel in general. As I said earlier in the show, you guys are the lifeblood of the industry. And yeah. I think every supplier out there, needs to understand that expect you know travel suppliers listening to this right now you know call up your go to travel advisors check in on them see how they're doing you Give know a hug. yeah yeah you know, virtual hugs you know high fives all that yeah. send the love and positivity out there well that wraps up this week's show as we are on location i love doing shows on location it's good to see you in person oh it's amazing really to appreciate see you. It. yes so we are now gonna go um wrap up the show and then i am gonna go edit the show you i think have some i got a four o'clock massage you do have a massage coming up so oh, man you have fun with that my friend i'm gonna go do some more work i got some interviews to do and wrap up as we continue along and making this trap forum experience the best that it can be so that wraps up this week's show thank you for listening uh wherever you listen i would appreciate it if you could leave a review i'll greatly appreciate that if you are listening on travelpulse.com maybe you could hit the subscribe button wherever you are venture out into podcasts whether it's apple or spotify whatever you're on right now i would greatly appreciate that as well uh if you would like to be on the show sometime podcast at travelpulse.com is the email or you can call in for the hotline show um, the hotline we have is 
3017. That's the Travel Pulse podcast number. You can leave a message, and I love hearing from you guys. Again, thanks for everything you do. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.